It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's what, you know, you don't have any style points. You know, it's about winning and uh, it's about finding a way to win the football game. We did that as a team, uh, and that's the beauty of it is I think there's a lot of things that we can continue to do better and, and we have to do better. But, um, you know, getting the win is what matters the most, and, and to be 3-0 and is, is a good thing right now and, and a real credit to our players, their resilient mindset and mentality, and our coaches did a nice job as well. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Monday edition. Error, 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 error. Victory Monday! Victory Monday, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. The Rams are 3-0. We are going to talk about it today. Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It wasn't pretty. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it. Some good, some bad. The good is the Rams are 3-0. The good is the season is still early. The bad is our offense comes out struggling, and we'll get to that. But I want to welcome everybody in Lockdown Rams, your team, every day. Only on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Monday edition, Victory Monday. You heard the intro. We're stoked. We're coming in with energy. It's about 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right now out here in California. I had James Kroger over watching the game with me. It was a fun, fun Sunday, pack full of football. We're going to break down all the news, all the hottest stuff. We're going to get to the Rams. So with all that, let's get into this. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. The Rams escape another tight road victory win. They improved to 3-0 on the season. The defense truly is the star in this game. Holding the Browns on a fourth down conversion. John Johnson with the interception to seal it. This defense has come up big for the Rams all year long. Probably no bigger than what they did here on Sunday night. They held Baker Mayfield to 195 yards. They gave up one touchdown, one interception. They sacked him three times. Nick Chubb had 96 yards on 23 carries, had some moments where he got loose, but overall, this Rams defense was a bend but don't break again, giving up only 13 points in this game, six in the first half, seven in the third quarter, zero in the fourth, holding it down tight. The Rams outscored the Browns 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter to really win this game. Jumping on the offensive side of the ball, Jared Goff goes 24 of 38, 269 yards, two touchdowns with two interceptions. He took two sacks. He also lost a fumble during the game. Not the prettiest game we've seen from Jared Goff, but as his head coach said after the game, he saw some things that he really liked out of Jared, made some tough throws, hung in there, and delivered the ball. Speaking of delivering the ball, again, Cooper Cup comes away with a monster game, 11 catches on 12 targets, 102 yards, two touchdowns. We said it last week, Cooper Cup was back and he only cemented it further with this performance. Brandon Cooks was right behind him or ahead of him if you're looking at yardage, eight catches, 112 yards, that's two receivers, over 100. We'd like to see Bobby Woods getting some of that action. Three catches, 40 yards. Again, struggled. This time he had eight targets. Last game he only had two. The targets were up. The production was down. Not really all on Robert Woods. He was open a few times where Jared Goff missed him or forced it or overthrew. 
Uh, again, going back to the performance on Jared Goff, nothing to write home about, but again, got the victory. We'll break that down further in this show and kind of talk about what the expectations are with Jared Goff moving forward. But again, got to take care of the football. He had three turnovers. You also got to deliver in the big moments. He came down in the fourth quarter, led the team down the field, hit Cooper Cup on a huge third down. We're on the one-yard line. Penalties brought us back. They delivered with a touchdown. A great pickup block by Todd Gurley on that play. We haven't mentioned him once yet today, but there it is. He was blocking. He had 14 carries for 43 yards. The Rams, as a team, had 24 carries for 90 yards. Malcolm Brown got three carries. Brandon Cooks got one. Jared Goff showed his wheels with four carries, 14 yards. Robert Woods also pitched in with two carries. But 24 carries, not enough in my opinion. We got to see more from the Rams on the ground. This defense wasn't giving a lot up on that outside zone read that the Rams love to run. But we have to find a way to continue to mix it in. Jared Goff relies huge on that play action. We got to run the ball to sell the play action. The few times we did, Jared Goff rolled out, had plenty of time, delivered the football. Got to continue to work that football on the ground. I mean, we're talking about that last touchdown the Rams had. They had it on the one-yard line. They did a Goff sneak, which worked last weekend when he was on the inch line. Didn't work from the one. You got Todd Gurley right behind you. This man scored 17 of his 19 touchdowns last year inside the 20. I think 10 of those were inside the five. Give that man the ball. Let him punch it into the end zone. I didn't understand that. We got a penalty the next play. And of course, as I mentioned, Jared Goff to Cooper Cup on third down to plug that thing in. But looking back at that, some of the play calling by Sean McVay kind of had your head scratching. What didn't have your head scratching was this defense on the other side. They stepped it up and played one heck of a ball game. We talked about John Johnson getting that interception in the end zone to complete this victory. He also had nine tackles, two solo. Our man Aaron Donald had four tackles, three solo, two tackles for a loss, including his first sack of the season. 60 sacks in this man's career. That is the fastest to 60 sacks in Rams history. Pretty amazing job by that guy from start to finish. He wasn't racking up the sacks as far as numbers, but he was disrupting this game from the moment he walked on the field, per usual, getting a lot of double, triple teams, per usual. But again, per usual, he found a way to get through there, make some impactful plays, made Baker run out of that pocket, even on that last play of the game. Baker may have had a chance to step up in that pocket or hang in there a little bit longer. That idea of Aaron Donald chasing him around all day has got his feet happy, moved out of the pocket. We saw how that ended. Clay Matthews, people, on the day that his father's jersey was retired in Cleveland and put in the ring of honor, Clay Matthews has three tackles, three solo, two sacks, two tackles for loss. This man was amazing. You're looking at a guy who had 3.5 sacks all of last year, who everyone said he's done. This is a waste of a... Of a Free agent pickup. Clay Matthews is going to retire out as an L.A. Ram. Last year, he's going to be a bum. He's got four sacks in three games. He has more sacks than he did last year. He is thriving so far out here in this defense, and it is fun to watch. The secondary played amazing. Nikel Roby Coleman, Akib Tlaib, Weddles, John Johnson, that secondary played out of their mind. We're going to talk about them a little bit further. Again, the theme of the show is going to be, it wasn't pretty, our defense is dominant, and a win is a win. With that said, we are off and running on the Monday, Victory Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. We appreciate all you guys listening. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. Hit your boy up at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Also, Lockdown Rams. 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all accounts. Hit us up. Say what's up. Before we get over to the next segment, make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats app help you with your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment experiences that last a lifetime. With the Vivid Seats app, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person while earning extra credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. The rewards are awesome, and they range anywhere from MVP to Hall of Famer. Customers can earn up to 10% to 16% credit on all purchases through the app. Go to the App Store, Google Play Store, download Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats are confirmed orders and backed 100% guarantee. Again, enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive up to a discount of $100. Vivid Seats, make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Speaking of making a memory that lasts a lifetime, fellas, how we doing in the bedroom? I know, I know, we all think we're killing it. Well, guess what? You might not be. The best way to help yourself out is go to bluechew.com. That's right, like the color blue. This is going to increase your performance and give you that little extra confidence you need in bed. The nice thing is you can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, it doesn't matter. Because they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. But ding As we all can tell, the Rams have started these games off slow. I don't know why Sean McVay isn't giving Blue Chew out at the beginning of the game. Instead, it is being delivered at halftime. They have picked up the performance, and you can do the same thing right now. Lockdown Rams is going to hook you up, and you are going to get a special deal just for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when using the promo code LOCKDOWN. All you do is pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code locked on. Try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We'll be right back. Locked on Rams Victory Monday right after this. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, Locked On Rams Monday, Victory Monday. You guys know the drill. We're going to break down the game. Third segment, we're going to continue to talk about this, give away some game balls, talk about some areas to improve. Um, As we look at this, one thing I do want to mention, kind of coming out of this, yes, it wasn't the best performance. The Rams didn't jump off the page in the first half. But two really big things I think we can take away from this win, and we'll hear a little bit from Sean McVay as we talk about some of these topics as well, but they opened up the second half with an amazing 10-play, 75-yard drive. It took up 4 minutes and 20 seconds. It finished on an 11-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff to Cooper Cup. That was Cooper's first touchdown of the game. He'd add one later in the fourth quarter. But I love how this team struggled all the first half. We've struggled in the first half of almost every game that we've played so far this season. But we come out in the second half, guns a-blazing, started out, get the ball. We're down 6-3. to three. We come right down the field, march it down. 10 plays, 75 yards, 
get a touchdown to start the half. We go up 10 to 6. That is an amazing way to start out that second half as you're looking for key things to kind of circle and be happy about. That's one right there. Of course, later in that quarter, the Browns come down, add a touchdown on their own, go up 13 to 10. But that was the last points they would see for the night. As we talk about this defense and how impressive they were, here's Sean McVay after the game talking about this defense, this secondary, and that big stop to win the game. Unbelievable. It, it was really just a great job by them. You know, I, I just thought uh, to be able to just regather themselves four straight downs, uh, fighting through it, especially with Baker's ability to be able to extend plays and some of the athletes that they do have. So um, it, was, it was just incredible. It showed great mental toughness, and for them to be able to close it out was outstanding. There was Sean McVay talking about that last play of the game that won the Rams the game on the road. Defense picks it up when the offense put them in a bad position. That was Jared Goff throwing an interception with under three minutes to go on a third and long. They ran the ball the first two plays before that. Jared Goff tries to fit it into a tight window, tipped and picked. Again, it wasn't a pretty game from Jared Goff, but he found a way to get it to his playmakers. He went to Brandon Cooks a ton in this game, Cooper Cup a ton in this game, both over 100 yards. Sean McVay was asked after the game about that connection and about the quarterback. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, they've got a great rapport. Uh, you know, for Cooper to have 11 catches on 12 targets says as much as you need to know. I uh, came up with two cr- crunch time touchdowns that obviously we had to have to get the win tonight. Um, a couple other plays that you make. I mean, he made a, made a play on a second and 10 in the high red where he's running an in-breaking route versus a quarter structure. And Jared did a great job of, of delivering a great ball, and he aggressively crossed face. So, th- I mean, there were so many plays that he made tonight that were timely for us, and, and we needed every single one of them. thought he made some big-time throws. You know, I think there's some things like anything, anything time you evaluate the quarterback position when you throw it as many times as he did tonight there's always going to be some things we can learn from but I thought his ability to escape the rush make make some plays on his own uh do things off schedule uh you know was was big time and uh on the two touchdown drives that we did have I mean he had some major conversions uh both of those third down touchdowns that he had the third and six to Cooper you know where they bring a zero pressure basically drop the shower he sticks sits in there and end up delivering a great ball and then the same thing when he hits Cooper on the outbreaking route on a third down and I think it was like 10 or 11 right there. I mean, those are big-time throws that, that we had to have, and, and those aren't real high-percentage downs for offenses, but, but when you have a quarterback playing like that, that's big. So again, there is Sean McVay talking about QB1 after the game. So before we go burning down the houses that Jared Goff is horrible and needs to step it up, which we understand he's got to play better. He even said it himself after the press conference that I got to play better than that, and I will. I remember a promise like that after his rookie year. That turned out pretty great. He has gotten better since then. Hopefully, he will get better after this press conference, as he mentioned. But that was Sean McVay talking about it. Look, he's made some great throws delivering under pressure, getting outside the pocket, keeping things going, making plays happen off schedule. You saw him run the ball a couple times. He got a personal foul where he got hit in the head, which extended the drive. He put his body out there today. Offensive line, a little banged up. Obviously, Austin Blythe didn't play today. Jameel Demby stepped in his place. Didn't perform as well as he did the week before. He had a couple uh, penalties. He had a couple blown assignments. Kind of put Jared Goff in a couple sticky situations a few times. Looking at the line, Brian Allen continues to play well. Andrew Whitworth continues to play well. But other than that, we're seeing some eh, iffy play. And we, again, a, a really tough D-line uh, there in Cleveland. But with that secondary, all four starters in the secondary were out. You thought that Jared Goff was going to have a chance to go down the field a little bit more. But when he's getting that pressure in his face, he's got to get rid of the ball quickly. 
He tried to do that again tonight. At the end of the game, he made a mistake through an interception. The interception earlier in the game, yeah, that wasn't a great throw either. But overall, the guy is getting us in position to win the ball game. I did see McVay get a little snippy with him on the sidelines. It's the first time I seen McVay almost look annoyed by Jared Goff. He came down uh, is when it was a third down miss throw by Jared Goff. It's a third and one. By the way, the play calling in this, Sean McVay gets to it. We'll talk about it later in the show. He said he's got to do better. And he said, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say I got to do better, but he does have to do better, especially when it comes to the play calling. We seem to be in love with this wide receiver screen, uh, which we did a few times on third down again, which didn't really seem to work out for us. I like the wide receiver screen, throw it in there occasionally. I don't like it on third and long. I don't like it really inside the red zone on third down. It leaves you really limited options. You have to win those matchups or else it's kind of like a fade route. It's kind of that's your only option. You got nowhere else to go other than that. You live and die by that call. But again, the play that I'm referencing, it was a third and one. Jared Goff missed throw on a deep pass down the field, 15 yards or so. We need one yard to keep the drive going. We finally got an offense to move. We settle for a field goal. When Jared Goff came off the field, McVay kind of looked at him like, what are we doing here? Like, might as well just run that for the one yard. We need one yard, but that goes back to the play calling. You need one yard. You got Todd Gurley. Give the man the rock. Let him go get a yard. We talked about it at the beginning of the show, but Todd Gurley only had 14 carries, 43 yards. Malcolm Brown, only three carries. We're talking 17 carries between our running backs. Yes, we had 24 overall. That's including the Jared Goff, the Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, all that type of stuff. But I want to see... Todd Gurley, if you're going to give him 14, give Malcolm Brown 8, 10. Let's crank it up. I understand our offensive line was struggling. I understand their defensive front was tough. They were putting 7, 8 in the box at some times. But you got to wear these guys down. You got to continue to have that balance in life. Sean McVay said he's got to get better. Jared Goff's got to get better. At the end of the day, 20 to 13 was the score. The Rams win the game. We'll do game balls on the other side. In fact, I'm going to hand out a game ball right now. It's going to Metro Infinity. If you guys don't remember, we partnered with them last year. They are back, and we want to talk to you about all the awesome stuff they are doing down there in Monrovia, just off the 210. If you haven't checked out their new multi-million dollar facility, you got to go take a look. It is amazing. They are the only dealer in California that is family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They are the number one volume dealer in California My favorite part about Metro Infinity, we talked about this last year and it has not changed. If you don't like going to the dealership, no problem. They will bring you the new car. They will bring the paperwork to your home, your office, wherever. You want to be at the grocery store? Let's get it done in the parking lot. Complete the whole transaction wherever you'd like, wherever makes you most comfortable. Also, you mentioned Locked On. You're going to get another $500 off of any car purchase They take pride in not being your traditional car dealer where you feel uncomfortable, where it takes hours and hours to buy a car, playing games back and forth. That's not what they're about. Trust me, these guys get it. If you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new or used car, please give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. With over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities, I guarantee you'll find one that you like. You can reach them today at 626-599. 7510 or go to metroinfinity.com right now. Again, that's 821 East Central Avenue, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. Metro Infinity will be right back. Locked on Victory Monday right after this. Everything's for sale. Got five passports. I'm never going to jail. I made Jesus walk, so I'm never going to hell. 
The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Victory Monday, third and final segment. It feels good. I don't care what this game looked like. I don't care what the national media is going to say. Yes, we know internally there are some things that we got to build on and get better. Jared Goff's got to protect the ball a little bit better. Rushing attack, we got to see it come to life again. O-line has definitely got to step it up. They are not the same O-line as last year. We're a little banged up. We got to get back to healthy and get doing what we did best last year, and that was move the rock on the ground, protect Jared Goff, let him throw the football. On the other side of the ball, you got to be happy with where our defense is at right now. This D has hands down got us to this point in the season getting us victories. That's two victories on the road. You guys got to remember, it is not easy to win ball games on the road in the NFL. Although we have been spoiled in the last couple years with Sean McVay winning games on the road, he does it again here on Sunday Night Football. We finally break through that curse and get a win on Sunday night. It was beautiful. It was awesome. I don't care the final score. I don't care it was ugly. A win is a win. We are 3-0. We sit atop the division right now, tied with the San Francisco 49ers. They are also 3-0. The Seahawks dropped one today. They go to 2-1. The Saints went up to Seattle and got a victory. They made it close to the end, but not enough from Russell Wilson. They are 2-1. The Cardinals drop another one. They go to 0-2-1. They had the Carolina Panthers and let them go. But that's how our division sits right now. No complaint forms necessary. We're going to start to see these guys here pretty soon. Hopefully knocking off these guys, start climbing the ladder in the NFC West and start looking for some playoff position i know we are way too ahead of the game to start talking about that but looking at it three and oh man you got to be stoked so now we're going to do some game balls and someone brought it to my attention say hey bear man you haven't done a play action ball in a while so i'm going to do a play action ball as well we're used to having james kroger on the monday edition going back and forth as i mentioned earlier he actually was here watching the game it was really awesome to have my buddy in in town watching the game with me. They had their baby. The game ran late. They had to get home. I totally get it. Hopefully, we'll get him on a show again. I kind of was teasing him and kind of throwing it out there saying, bro, we got to get you back on. His wife, Meg, dropped an amazing stat during the game. And I said, hey, James, you know, I might have to switch you up. Might have to get your wife on, start bringing the heat. But we will get him back. Locked on Rams victory Monday Game balls, play action balls. We'll start with the game balls. We'll go both sides. I make the rules. I'm the host. You guys get that. I'll give out a few. And I'm going to start at the top, work my way down. Wade Phillips, you're getting a game ball, my man. You put together a defense that has looked amazing so far this season. You hold Baker Mayfield under 200 yards, only one touchdown. You get three sacks on him. 
Nick Chubb, 23 carries, 96 yards, another running back under 100 yards. We saw the Rams D last week bottle up Alvin Kamara. This time it was Nick Chubb. He has a decent ball game, but the long of 13 is the only time he really broke out and saw some open field. So overall, the Rams D, again, this bend, but don't break, right? Let them kind of work their way down the field a little bit, get tough, make them kick field goals, or as we saw at the end of the game, Get an interception to seal it. That's an amazing job. Wade Phillips has done an incredible job. One, bringing talent in. Two, finding people via the draft. And three, taking what we have, guys like AD, and getting them in a position to continue to dominate Wade Phillips in this defense. Hands down, you get a game ball. Speaking of game balls on the defensive side of the ball, it's got to be Clay Matthews. We mentioned him earlier. Last year, 3.5 sacks for the whole season. This year, through three games, my man has got four sacks, including two sacks on the night that his dad's jersey was put in the ring of honor. Pretty awesome stuff from Clay Matthews. This guy continues to impress, continues to get pressure off the edge. Not a huge night as far as tackles go for him, but impactful plays. That second sack he had came late in the ball game, right after an Aaron Donald sack. So it was perfect timing. Clay Matthews, my man, Your family was honored at halftime, and you, my friend, are honored on the Victory Monday podcast of Lockdown Rams. Clay Matthews, game ball. And of course, we got to give one out to the offensive side of the ball. You really could pick either guy here, so you know what? We'll call it two game balls. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, 11 catches on 12 targets, 102 yards, two tutties. Boy, found the end zone twice. It was amazing. He had a long of 22. Cooper Cup. Came up big when needed. A lot of those on third down. I'm in the house screaming, third cup, let's go. Also, Brandon Cooks, eight catches, 112 yards on 12 targets as well. Two receivers over 100 yards. You both get game balls. Hell of a job, boys. And now to the not-so-fun part, the play-action ball. We haven't done it in a while. For you guys that are new listeners, the play-action ball is just like a game ball, except for I'm going to pull it back. It's the play-action fake game ball. You think you get a game ball? Nope, I'm bringing it back. It's a play-action ball. You don't want these, folks. Someone's got to get them. I'm going to start with the head football coach. He said it himself. He's got to do better. I agree. The play calling in this game, again, was pretty poor. We saw wide receiver screens in the red zone again. Third down screens, third down and one, play action rollout, Jared Goff. I just didn't like the play calling, even late in the game. We get the ball back, three, four minutes left. If we can put together a drive, first play, loss of two on a run. Second play, we pick some of it back up. Third and manageable, third and eight. You're thinking, man, they've gone run, run, conservative. I would have liked to have seen a nice little easy draw. Uh, one of those wide receiver screens you love, maybe an end around something to kind of create motion, even bring Jared Goff and, and move the pocket a little bit. Instead, uh, we drop back. Jared Goff throws an interception. We got to be smart with the football. We got to put our players in positions to succeed. And I just don't think he did that with the game planning. Yes, we called up some good ones. We dialed up some good plays. Sean McVay was always going to do that. But if you're looking at what we expect as we talk about this O-line and what we expect from some of these veterans, and and if they don't perform, we're disappointed there. I think what we expect from Sean McVay and what we got were two different things on Sunday night. We came away with the win, but Sean McVay, play action ball, we got to do better. Play action ball on the defense. This one's tough, but 
looking at what we've seen the first couple weeks, and he's a rookie, but Taylor Rapp has got to get my play action on the defense side of the ball. He had a big stop on third down late in the game, which was awesome, but he really struggled to find his way in this game. In coverage, he struggled in his assignments. He allowed multiple catches to be converted into first downs and was responsible in coverage for the Browns' lone touchdown. Pro Football Focus had him graded as one of the lower defenders in the game for the Rams. He's a rookie. Not being too hard on him, but he did have some opportunity to go his way where he lost the one-on-one battle again. Like I mentioned, giving up some of those first downs, giving up the touchdown. But what I like big about this rookie is he stuck in the game, finished it, made that play late in the ball game, which really helped the Rams seal the victory. But Taylor Rapp, play action ball, my man. And last but not least, I think it's only fair, Jared Goff, play action ball, Two touchdowns, two interceptions. He takes two sacks. He had a quarterback rating of 42.6, 24 of 38, 269 yards. Still is not aggressively going down the field. I think a lot of that has to do with him not having some time. But decision-making late in the game, we saw that interception under three minutes to go. Cannot make that throw. Cannot make that mistake. He knows it. He's talking about getting better. I believe in him when he says that. I think he will get better as the season goes on. He has struggled so far this season. He's done enough. And as Sean McVay said earlier, and we played that audio clip, is he came up big when the Rams needed him. And I think that at the end of the day, we got a quarterback that can come through, shake off those throws from earlier, which if this thing goes into overtime, let's say the Browns score, this thing goes into overtime, Jared Goff is shaking off that interception, is ready to play. I guarantee you he would grip it and rip it as soon as he got the ball back. That's what I love about Jared Goff, but a 42.6 QBR rating, two interceptions, and the lost fumble. We got the win, but Jared Goff, you also got a play action ball. All right, guys, that will do it for the Monday edition of Lockdown Rams, the Victory Monday edition. We've got a lot to unpack here over the next couple of days. We're going to have some great hosts here to talk about it. We're going to continue this conversation as we pick it up tomorrow. We've got the Wednesday edition, the crossover, as we look to do Lockdown Bucks on the show here. We have got the Thursday edition with Jake Ellen Bogan. We've got the Friday hype edition with Serena Morales. Lots of stuff coming on five days a week, your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. But with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.